Guys, Engstock, uh, welcome to Radio Wolf. I'm really happy to have this conversation. Yeah, me too. It's such a privilege. It's always a privilege getting to talk talk with you. It's funny we, you know, the moment we, your face appeared on my screen. Like within seconds, we got into, you know, the depth of the ontological meaning of life. Right. <laughs> I have to say it. Um, it happened to me. Maybe was it five or ten years ago? All of a certain, uh, a sudden, I heard from different people this this word circling. Hmm. And uh, people were very intrigued by, and uh, at that time already we did our own form of dialogue and was kind of curious. And uh, people just got very uh, inspired. And I remember there was one of uh, of these integral conferences, European integral conference in, in, in Hungary, where half of the conference was really uh, very taken by some people doing circling work there. And then yeah. I started to look at it. So who is doing this circling? What, what is this about? And uh, um, I found it um, very uh, intriguing how it brings something to people's life where they feel met in a way that is very meaningful to them. Yeah. And may I ask you, as you basically, uh, uh, you started all this in some way. Uh, mm -hmm. Circling. I mean, now it has its own life. I understand, and and it has different yeah. has different life forms. But but you you started yeah. circling as a dialogue form. How how did it come about? What what wasn't wasn't the beginning of doing circling? Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's interesting because my it's 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 my relationship to how it came about um, keeps showing itself to me. I. I I notice like, you know, I often, I've often talked about when people ask me this question is like, I could look at it in terms of like the sequence of historical events that happened. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but the, um, I'm coming to understand in my relationship to the, the, the history or the origins of this is um, I keep feeling like it's being shown to me. Because on like one level, you know, circling was in, in some sense is something that we stumbled across, right? I mean, and I think that's really important to kind of understand about circling is is the whole thing really was an emergent, an emergent, um, you know, co-collaborative co emergent um, discovery, if you will. And... It was back in 1998. Uh, I had uh, that time. I had um, moved to San Francisco to go to art school. Um, I I'm I I became really good friends with um, a man by the name of Jerry Candelaria, and a lot of his community, and and my kind of background coming into that, like the you, you could say that the. the kind of a, a lot of the conversation that I was coming from was a, like, was around, um, you know, being a lot around AA and 12 step kind mm -hmm. of uh, when I was a kid, because my parents got sober when I was 12. And, you know, I would say a big, big influence on me was just starting to be around wise people. Right? It's like a lot of wise people, you know, you get a group of people that basically, you know, um, you know, basically for all intents and purposes died and come back right over and over again. Um, and so being around those people and being around people that had, a, that were, that were living out and enacting a deeper conversation, um, was something in some sense I've, I grew up in from say, say age 12, uh, and so I was really, when I'm, by the time I'm, you know, by the time I was like, you know, in my early twenties, I was pretty immersed, right. In a deeper conversation. Right. And specifically the, the, uh, because AA is, is all about sharing, right. It's the whole thing is about being together and having a community and being honest and having deeper conversations. 
And, and so in some sense, I felt uh, deeply impacted um, by those conversations and by those people. Now, when I moved to San Francisco, um, I started to meet people that were having even deeper conversations, but also did hallucinogenics, right? Also did all these kind of, you know, landmark education and, um, you know, you know, San Francisco is like the, the heart of the human potential movement. And, and so my interface with that was really Jerry Candelarian meeting him. And in that relationship, you know, I kind of, in, in some sense, introduced him to my world, right? My angle on things. And he deeply, you know, introduced me to his whole world, right? Um, of, of psychedelics and uh, breath work and all of these evocative, right? Really intense, emotional, transformational dialogues that were, had a, a like a big, a, a link to where I was coming from, but took it to a completely different level. And we essentially went, were at Burning Man in 1998. And uh, with the people that we were hanging out with, there was like a conflict one night. And essentially, for all intents and purposes, we ended up in this kind of strange art teepee thing out in the middle of the desert of the playa in, um, in Burning Man. And Jerry and I just got just brought our attention on the conflict. And essentially the way that Jerry and I spontaneously started to relate or respond to it, you know, took, took the, it took the conversation where it dropped, you know, we went from the level of the conflict down to a, a much deeper level. And we had this experience of where the attention went on one of the people and and everyone had this profound experience of the the deepest part of this person coming into revelation in all of our listening, if you will. Mm -hmm. This profound experience of right through that conflict, opening it opening up to this person being deeply seen. And and in some sense, this experience of being of the people who witnessed it, bear witness to that person was deeply kind of transformative for the listener too. And then it just turned, it, it just naturally rolled over to the next person. And something very similar happened with that person and then the next person. And it was kind of this 12 hour, something like 12 hours where time right. disappeared, right? And we were walking, when we were walking away from that experience, and by this time it's like, you know, it, it's the... the <laughs> It's morning, the sun came up, we stayed up all night. It was one of those kinds of things. And Jerry and I were walking away from that. And we both spontaneously kind of turned to each other. And he he pointed back to where we were sitting. And I, I pointed back to where we were sitting. And we were like, we didn't have a word mm -hmm. for what that experience was. But there was this shared recognition that whatever that was, was a deep profound experience that was somehow distinct from all the other deep profound experiences that we were engaged in at that, at that time. And we just spontaneously looked at each other and brought our hands out and committed to it. Wow. And, and it's, it's so interesting because on some level, I feel like for me, um, at a, like a at, a at a at a very deep level, circling his for me has been the process of discovering what opened up that night, what that was, and uh, and I'm still I would say my relationship to circling is still I'm still finding out what that was and and the horizon that opened up and all the things that are connected to that it keeps being something that it's like a it's like a horizon that just keeps yielding more and more. There's something inexhaustible about what I think circling touches in on. And, and I would say out of that handshake gathered, you know, people 
communities, organizations came out of that. We started teaching courses. And, you know, so that's kind of the, that's the, you know, and then it started to go all over the world, right? Within about 10 years, there was people, people were doing circling in Europe and, you know, Russia and Australia. And, you know, now it's really kind of, it's, it's, it's practically everywhere. And, and, and in watching that, that spreading, right? And how it spread. What I didn't realize at the time, right? And that I'm now that I'm now realizing, and it took a while for me to kind of understand a bit about what, what exactly was going on with circling and why did it spread so much, right? So for example, like you, you talked about, you started hearing about circling and people have this deeply moving experience that really, really, you know, open something up for them in a profound way. Right. And, but my question was like, what is it about it that had it spread so much? And what I didn't understand at the time was in, you know, it's 1998 in, um, in the Bay area and we're right at the beginnings, right. Essentially of the dot com movement of the, of the internet. And what I didn't realize is that what, in some sense, I think what we were responding to was a future that was just starting to starting to come into articulation, which I think something really profound happened, right? With the structure of communication with the advent of the internet. Um, and I think basically what, what we saw is kind of for the first time in history, we were, we uncoupled, right? Um, information exchange between two people from relationship, right? From, cause you know, say before the answering machine, if you wanted to exchange information with somebody, you at least had to talk to them on the phone, mm-hmm. right? There was also, of course, you know, there's a printing press and there's, you know, there's ways that you can get one way communication without relationship, but two-way synergistic, this back and forth contact, living contact with another human being got uncoupled, right? So in other words, we can, we could connect, you know, um, asynchronously connect, right? Without having to relate. And I think, the impact of that, I don't think that we totally understand, right, or even recognize, right, what the impact of that is on us or will be. Mm-hmm. And so circling happened to be a yoga on a very concentrated and intense yoga or meditation on direct contact and basically you you know one of the ways that you can look at circling is it's like something like um if you took the fundamental unit of all relation right as something like an i thou and you just made that you made that a yoga or a practice or a series of asanas right or exercises and you just dove deep into those asanas and practices that's essentially what circling is and I think one of the things that was being was um, was being called on or was or circling was a response to was the very beginnings, right, of this this loss of synchronistic connection. And because just like anything, it's like the moment you know, like our nervous systems are just going to it's just going to naturally move towards the path of least resistance. And, and relationship is just inherently messy. If you look at all the things that can happen in a conversation, positively and negatively, I mean, it's filled with ambiguity. It's filled with coordination. It's the very, it's like relationship is the very way that we become individuals, right? Is in and through subjectivity. And if I have a choice between having to go through that and just sending a text, right? Or all the other multiple ways that we have this ability to connect, mm-hmm. right? Without having to relate, our nervous systems are naturally just gonna drift towards that. 
And so circling happened to be a, in some sense, a yoga of that very thing that became optional for the first time, I think, in our history. And so now when I think about the origin of circling, I'm starting to understand that 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 that's starting to occur to me as more what the real history was, right? Um, is a kind of anticipation and response to this big shift, right? In the structure of communication and, and structure of relationship. The two things really standing out in listening what, what you are saying, uh, there's on one hand, this one moment in this tent, in this, uh, desert in Nevada, Burning Man, and the two mm -hmm. of you pointing back, and and you kind of said it's something opened up that night in that tent, and I'm yep. really curious what opened up that night. Yep. And on the other hand, yep. you were describing the moment in history, basically yeah. uh, the invention of the World Wide Web, let's or the the, uh, the explosion yeah. of the World Wide Web. That's more accurate. Yeah. That kind of changed yeah. something in the human communication structure, which yeah. is the, uh, the kind of the divide of maybe dialogue on one hand and information on the other hand, because all of a sudden there, there were all these other means to change information, which the way I hear you opened up something uh, yeah. different, new, how people can be with each other. How do these two parts come together? Yeah. What opened up that night? How does this relate to this moment in history? Yeah, totally. Exactly. And I, I would say, you know, I would say something like, well, I mean, if you look at it, if you look at another, another historical kind of something similar to that, you know, if, if we look at it in terms of like, uh, say the industrial revolution, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that one of the things the industrial Re revolution did is machines kind of afforded um like basically brought our life into a small circle in front of us so we didn't have to move as much it uncoupled right like i don't know execution or functionality from movement right mm -hmm. so machines you know we we for the first time we didn't have to move Whereas before the industrial revolution, if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to dig a hole, right? There was there was a deep coupling between functioning and 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 exercising essentially, um, and it was a necessity. So when the industrial revolution and machines kind of uncoupled, right, um, movement from functioning, all of a sudden that radically changed our our understanding and our relationship with our bodies, right? Because of course we all know it's like, well, people started, you know, they started dawning on them that there's this thing called physical fitness and, you know, you know, people started to gain weight and they started having all these kind of issues. And therefore we had to actually take up our, our, our bodies in a, in a radically different way and take it up, deliberately and consciously. And now we have these strange things called gyms, which, you know, you pay money to, you know, they kind of you concentrate gravity into these rooms and you pay money to go in there and move right in this, in order to exercise. So, so that's a huge transformation of our understanding of our body and having to take that on. Um, and we're still dealing, we're still dealing with that. So in a very similar way, you know, there's this uncoupling from, um, you know, uh, in, or, in order to, to, you know, you could say the uncoupling of, of connecting from a relationship, right? Now we don't, there's not, you know, life doesn't demand as much, uh, as much connection or as, as much relationship as it used to. It's not nearly, it doesn't have as much necessity as it used to have. In fact, It's so strange when you think about it because it, it's like the first time in, in, in history where it's like literally possible if somebody has an internet connection, they could like, they could st start a company, they could, 
become wealthy, they could become famous, they can have all kinds of like built like you know billions of connections without ever having to like actually relate to anybody and and it's such a strange it's like it's such a strange thing and so i think if you think though about what goes on with inner subjectivity and in contact with other human beings right even the most simplest conversation involves so much of our neurology, right, of our identity. We're exercising so many things and, and, and coordinating so many things in the most simplest, right, in the moment exchange between two people. There's so much going on there. And those very connections, if you think about it, is how we become people, right? We become in and through the relationship. All right. So yeah, we just had a uh, my computer dropped off. So um, apologize for the interruption. Yeah. So I think what we're talking about essentially is, um, you know, it, in some sense, it, you know, how we how we become people. It's, it's you know, I have a I have my second son was born sixteen months ago, so I'm I'm every second of every day i'm reminded of how deeply um how deeply we human beings are fundamentally relational all the way down right it's like it's like more than more than any other organism that we know about right and if you think about how you think about how deeply vulnerable the human infant is I don't know if there's anything that's more helpless or vulnerable or dependent, right, on its environment, right, than than the human infant. And what's uh, a mind-boggling paradox to me is is that when you consider that, right, our that we start off fundamentally helpless and dependent and vulnerable, yet who who are the ones that are who are like looking to go to Mars, right? Who are the ones who are on top of the food chain, right? Mm -hmm. There seems to be this, this deep connection between what I like to like call, um, like our, our, our vulnerability and our ability. And that difference that makes that difference that, that affords that vulnerability to, to, to open up to the universe and to be everything that human beings are has to, has to do with how deeply we're, we were seen when we were kids, how deeply we were held in the holding environment and the attunement. It's like relationship, right? Is, is literally how we become who we are. And I think that that continues our whole life. And so if you eliminate, you know, if you think about this, if you if you eliminate um, those connections, right, and make them optional, right, and they stop becoming life doesn't inherently necessitate those kinds of connections. Mm -hmm. I I mean the implications of that are just huge, and so in some sense, circling, right, um, as we practice, in some sense, I think is a real is a uh, is a response to that happening. And I think it's one of the main reasons is, is it's, it's, it's the, the growth of circling says a lot about circling, but it, I think it also discloses a lot about our time. Um, and that's what I mean by it's kind of strange because my, if I look at my, the history of circling, I, I, I keep feeling like I'm learning more about the history, right. As it, mm -hmm. as it goes forward. And so circling in its as its practice is essentially you could you could look at circling as something like um a good way of thinking about it for those people who are have not experienced it is if you took if you took all of the deeply impactful conversations in your life right like conversations where you had a profound insight 
right? Or like conversations where you had like a profound sense of intimacy and connection. And you just looked at all those conversations in your life that like, like were transformative to you or deeply developmental. And you took all those, those conversations and those, those relationships and you kind of like found the through line, right? Through all of them. And you took that through line and then you, you formed a practice, right? Where you made, you, 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 the, you made basically turned it into asanas, right? So like, like asanas or postures, right? Of communication, of, of speaking, of listening, asanas of ways of being, of attention, all the things, all the different things that go in, you go into profound interactions, right? And transformative conversations. And you were to make that, right, a set of postures or a series of asanas, right, as a practice. Circling is something like getting together with a group of people and going deeply into those poses, going deeply into those asanas of, of, of profound listening and, right, profoundly letting go and, you know, profound, like, like uh, the ability to deeply, like, access your experience and disclose it to the other person all the things that happen with with deep connections and intimacy and you practice that in let some me, sense i would say yes yes let, let let me um use the comparison with uh the asanas that you're using mm -hmm. because uh, everybody who, who did some yoga has some awareness that uh, the asanas that you're doing in different forms of yoga have a relationship to something that in the uh, Indian context is called prana. Mm -hmm. It's opening up prana and all the, the, the sequencing of, of, of doing is all kind of yeah. liberating, opening up, enlivening prana. The yeah. asanas of circling, what are they directed towards? Mm. I would say, that's a great question. My first stab at it would be something like it's it's opening us up to um, the you know you could say the transformative possibility of relationship mm -hmm. of connection. I'd say that yeah that in some sense it's all of those all of those possibilities, like all of those asanas, right, make sense because something's possible, right, that it's in response to, right? And I think it's this, this way how relationships and conversations, you know, can be these things that can be experiences that are deeply transformative, are deeply developmental, right? Psychologically, um, spiritually, ontologically, right? In all these ways, there's ways where like relationships can have this element that can be deeply self-disclosive of who I am and who you are at levels that go beyond us. And I would say that circling in some sense are, those asanas are really um, abiding, abiding in, resp in response to that, that possibility in relationship. Yeah, let me let me ask it in this way. Uh, it's something that uh, kind of always, when I talk to you, comes to me as uh, as a possibility of of what circling is really about. Um, and you 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 mentioned it several times in this conversation, also when you when, when you talked about being seen in the vulnerability of a baby. Uh, mm -hmm. Is this something about the transformative power of really being seen? There's something where you are in the presence of someone who really sees you and yeah. reflects back to you yeah. being seen that does yeah. something to you who you are yeah. that liberates something and transforms something. Is this kind of the alchemy yeah. that's opening up and that is maybe the form that you used the wording I, I started to use that is opening up the prana in the form of relationship. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 
something is opening up in the relationship because being seen uh, liberates me from false layers of myself and yeah. for, forces me. I mean, my guess is also that it's not necessarily always uh, just a positive ecstatic feeling. It can be also frightening, whatever. It's just being oh, seen. totally. And uh, in this con- in this confrontation uh, of being naked, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's space for truth, for reality to open up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that space for truth and reality open up is where, in my experience with circling, right, that space for truth and reality to open up. That is. That's the possibility. That's what I think circling is tuned into. And you, I think you rightly um, are intuiting in the right direction when you talk about this experience of being deeply seen, right? It can be such a profound experience, right? In so on so many ways, it can be profoundly like, you know, difficult. It can be profoundly enlightening you know, the whole range of things, the way that you can experience that, but it's, there's something about us. And I don't, these things, you know, we're talking about, these things are deeply mysterious, right? Mm -hmm. This way, but there's, there's something about um, being seen and recognized, not just for what I already understand about myself, right? Mm -hmm. But that I'm seen and recognized beyond what I can see, and mm-hmm. understand about myself, right? That level of disclosure, mm-hmm. I think on one level, on one level, what that gives, right, is this, oh, I, I'm i this person walking around and uh, I, I now have more access to myself, right? There's that level. But there's the experience of these kind of deep revelatory recognitions, right? Also, I don't know how to put this is really tricky and try to put this into words, but but also gives it also gives me this experience that there that there are in fact I am a being that is in fact deeper than I could comprehend. Mm-hmm. And having just that sense of opening up to the depth of 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 that I am, you could say the source of myself is something like, as John Verveke would say, is like, you know, we're something like a, you know, a fount of inexhaustible intelligibility, right? There's a, the deep moreness. And so in a very personal way, when people, I think, have these experiences of personally having insights, right, about themselves and and other people sharing that with with each other and that being seen, on one level, it's about the content of that insight, but I would say in a deeper level, it reveals a deeper truth about our ontological, our ontological, kind of ontological being that we are. So in that sense, it becomes like, a, a, I think, a deeply spiritual practice for a lot of people. That's interesting that uh, you're saying that. Because somehow I connect this also with our what he described about the separation of communication with uh, the birth of the World Wide Web in, in that, yeah. where a meeting like this, to some degree, get also freed of the uh, necessity for transactional meetings. Mm-hmm. There's something where, because the transactional is, is more and more in the, with email, uh, WhatsApp, what all this transactional sphere is concentrated there. So there's some space for something different. Yeah. In these meetings that are uh, you are allowing to happen with circling, mm-hmm. when we are with each other, uh, somehow not completely, but somehow freed of the necessity of transactional uh, re- relating, there's a different relating opening up. Where oh, yeah. on one hand you are describing it beautiful. There's there's also in that sense information. There's something opening up content-wise that's different for me. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that I'm different with you, yeah, not transaction-oriented, uh, yes, changes uh, the dynamics because uh, it is not about transactions anymore. And, and, and yeah, something our relate 
as there's something different opening up because uh, it is about witnessing and uh, yeah. and opening. And there's, there's yeah. a, mis a mystery that uh, rightfully has this spiritual dimension that you are touching on here. Totally, totally. And I think that that um, the opening up of that of those deep horizons, right? Mm -hmm. That and because relationship is so in in the moment, it's so like it's so experiential, it's so um, real, right? It's something that we're concretely experiencing in real time in the moment with each other. Um, to find oneself with being basically kind of opening up, right? Is so it's a it's got a reality to it that is is I think just registers as is in something like um realizing that reality wasn't it, it was more than I than I even could ever have imagined, right? Mm -hmm. Like reality as such starts to become opened up through this through this way of interacting with each other right that as you say that the the that whole world becomes opened up and when you and that's where i think you know as as you were talking about earlier where where a number of years ago you started to hear people talk about this thing about circling and about this way that they were deeply impacted by it i think it that's one way of maybe understanding right what they were talking about is like it's like uh a horizon opened up that that once you 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 once that horizon opens up that changes kind of how everything occurs on some level mm -hmm. and now i think there's the element of there's the element of of encircling that's that's about being circled right and and being seen but here's the other thing it's also the other side of that which is about seeing right it's about and I would say that in in my experience, that when people really take on the practice, one of the things that one of the deep reasons that they're taking it on is what's speaking to them, right? What they want and what they experience is not just being seen, but having this ability, right, to in relationship with you is to see you mm -hmm. in this profound way. Right. Isn't it also just the, the capacity to see in a different way? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because the, something else came also to my mind when you, uh, again, connecting it with this bigger time, moment in time. Yeah. Uh, it's on one hand, one could say that we are freed off to this technical sphere. Uh, to something different, but on the other hand, we are more and more basically inframed in this technical sphere. Uh, yeah. That, uh, as I know, you have a relationship to Heidegger, basically that we have, that we have become part of the Gestell. Yeah. In, in, in a way that there is also a longing to uh, to step out of this instrumentalization and technical yes. instrumental relationship of everything of everything or you could also call it the commodifying of everything including relationships yes. so yes. that as something like 20 or 30 years ago something happened uh, culturally uh, profoundly significant in western culture which is uh, the, the, the 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 birth of uh, the meditation mindfulness in a way where, yes. which didn't have place in Western culture. There's something where uh, there was a necessity to stop, uh, yeah. to, uh, to, to, to stop and just be, which created this mindfulness revolution that we are somehow still in. And yeah. I could see that what you're describing and the asanas that you are, uh, have been developing and that have been developed around circling, a kind of asana to, asanas to bring this... Uh, mindfulness uh that's the opposite of technical and instrumental relationship into re relationship not just sitting yeah. there but being with each yeah. other and opening yeah. and even using language yes uh, with this other eyes and this other seeing and this this this, this other seeing the other which again yeah. opens the mystery and it's the opposite of the technical world yeah totally yes yes and the world of 
as Martin Buber would talk about, the world of I, thou. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. Right. And it's funny because it's, it's um you know, as Buber talked about, there's like, you know, we are essentially existentially always already a relationship. And we're in, in his terminology, he, you know, he talks about we're either in an I, it or an I, thou. Mm -hmm. And he, and he emphasizes this over and over and over again, where he talks about, and I, it is spoken as one word and I, thou is spoken as one word. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can kind of feel the sense where it's um, for many people, there's some people that have never, ever actually had a non-transactional relationship. Right. There are some people that just, they don't even know that they haven't experienced it. Right. Right. And when they when they start to get this sense of like where you stop being, I'm relating to you not as an end or not not as a means to my end, my own ends, but as an end in yourself. The more I can the, the more I can start to have this experience of you as a thou, you can feel a different I, right, that co-arises with that that sense of you as a thou. Right. They're spoken as one word. And I think that's one of the things that's so compelling for people is the sense in deeply seeing you. Right. There's. There's as you open up in, in, in your kind of like inexhaustibility and I start to have a, a real relationship with you in that way. There's. There's in as I do that, there's a corresponding I that I become right in relationship to that. Mm -hmm. And that experience of of having access to a completely whole other, like different dimensional existential experience of the world. Right. That's the horizon that opens up. And I think that people get a taste of that. And 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 that becomes a, a uh, it sets a precedence in a certain sense of what's possible. And, uh, and I think about recently I've been, a friend of mine um, has been talking about, um, and we've been in discussion about this together. He's been going deeply into the Christian, the, with, I think the way the Christians, the Christian mystics talk about this is the, is the eye of charity, right? And uh, that in the last month or so has really kind of caught my attention because I think there's something really deep going on there that kind of gets gets at a bit of what we're talking about, right, in terms of this learning how to see, right? My understanding of the eye of charity is something like it's a, it's developing an eye, right, that's that's able to see you know something like the 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 ultimate good right beyond a beyond appearance and that as you develop that eye that can see the good right like in and through and beyond appearance that your relationship can you can cultivate a relationship to that that can be become so deep that um that that being able to see the good, that there's a corresponding self-emptying, right? That is a kind of room-making, right? Mm -hmm. For that which shines through things, right? And, you know, that it's symbolically like that's, that's I think, expressing Christianity of like, for example, the relationship to the poor and, um, you know, the meek and all, all of the, all of that symbolic, you know, talk about like where, you know, the most, the most, um, the most in its presentation, the most gnarly, you know, difficult concealed um, forms of appearance of reality that, that it's possible someone who has cultivated the eye of charity that can actually be attuned and attuned to the good, right? Mm -hmm. And then therefore their relationship to what's in front of them and what appears, right, becomes much more profound and a, and a kind of self-emptying. And I think that there's something like that that, that goes on in circling, like um, that kind of that sense of that I 
that 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 learning how to attune to and see beauty, right? To see see the good, to come into an attuned relationship with that. And that being that experience of seeing that being the ground for the experience I have of myself. Right. I mean there's there's something as you are using uh, Martin Buber's language in the I Tao relationship that I've always found very significant in the way at least I hear Martin Buber, uh, th that he always emphasizes uh, that in a, a real I Tao relationship always has a third element in it. It's, there's always yeah. in his theological Jewish language God. Yeah. There is no real I Tao without God. Of course, yeah. uh, uh, if you want to translate this to a secular language, you also just can talk about the mystery. Right, right. And I found it uh, very intriguing when you started uh, the origin story of circling yeah. and, 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 and telling uh, this 12-hour-long uh, conversation in the tent uh, in Burning mm -hmm. Man in the middle of a desert. I mean, this has archaic qualities and uh, um, not, not overstating the Burning Man, but at least the best parts of Burning Man uh, are kind of a yeah. modern search for mystery where people uh, go yes. to the desert to meet yeah. something. And yeah. it makes sense that uh, I guess the power of being in the middle in the desert mm -hmm. uh, does something to a conversation that liberates this different way of opening. Yeah. And then when it's opened up, uh, the moment when you just the two of you point back to, uh, then yeah. it can unfold its power already uh, after this birthing moment in this, yeah. because yes. because the mystery be, uh, uh, got seen in that, and that, that, that yes. having seen it uh, develops its own capacity of to live, but it is yeah. always re related uh, to something that uh, has this. I hope I'm not overstretching the high qualities of tent and, and desert and, and, and burning man, but I, I think uh, things like that do something. They do something and, yeah. and, and they create something and they create yeah. something that maybe is necessarily needed in our time where yeah. we are completely embedded yeah. in transactionality in everything. And, totally. Uh, our friends kind of... Uh, Morph into YouTube, uh, into Facebook friends, where basically the clickability yes. and the click amount uh, uh, become the measurements of relationship, which is all yeah. nothing but transactional. And it seems that uh, maybe th there's something of this other that opened up there that made it so powerful because uh, something caught fire there. Otherwise, it would not have spread. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And uh, yeah, that mystery, you know, that kind of ontological mystery, I think is, uh, that's, I think that's, I, I appreciate the way that you just, you brought that back and, 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 and brought that into your, into your own language about what happened, because it's like, yeah, you're right. There's this, there is this, um, this opening up, right, of, if you call it God, you can call it the mystery, whatever, whatever word you use, it's going to, it's going to be, there's something ineffable about it yet. So determined, like when you touch in on it, it's like, really, I can't imagine touching in on that and that not profoundly experience, like changing everything, you know, in a big, in a, in a, in a, in a big way. And so cultivating that, you know, circling is, is, and in some sense has been, um, you know, self-organizing it now, and now, you know, we, over the years, and this, this took, this took a long time, you know, this, this in itself was quite a process of, of discovering, right. In some, and articulating the underlying, you'd say logos of circling, right. Mm -hmm. um, because for the first number of years, the way that we 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 practiced it. We 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 did it, but we didn't know. We didn't really know how we did it, mm -hmm. right? And so it made it really difficult to teach. 
Um, and so the early years, right. I remember like the early years, it was so experimental, right. Of, um, because we didn't know how Jerry and I really didn't know how, how we did what we did. Um, and we couldn't quite admit that to ourselves at the time, our relationship with that, it was like, you know, we're, we're you know, we were quite human to, you know, to, to, to say the least about that. So what we would do is just, just, immerse ourselves in just circling the hell out of everybody in our in our courses that we were training right and basically hope for the best but now over time though um i started to i started to be able to recognize that there's a, that there's patterns right there's patterns to circling right and that there's certain stages and facets and once I started to see that and then was able to start to put language to it, right? That's when I was, that's when f- for me, I was like, okay, now we can, I think now we can genuinely teach this. And that definitely has been my experience, right? And so a lot of, a lot of um, what we do at the Circling Institute is, is uh, you know, we, we have a, uh, a year long training program um, and, that go through the seven, what we call the seven stages of circling, right? And each stage, right, emphasizes a particular kind of, you could say, quality of being, particular kind of, you could say, um, skill sets of listening and speaking, right? And so each weekend of that training is going deep into that particular facet or that particular stage of circling, right? And, And so in some sense, you know, circling keeps revealing what it is to me. I keep discovering it more and more. And what I'm discovering about it is that there's a deep, there's a deep internal logic to it. There's a deep internal logic to it that, that, that like seeing it and discovering it is, I would have to say is one of the most compelling and fascinating experiences of my life and continues to be (laughs) right seeing it's kind of kind of like seeing how all of this stuff works and how it makes sense and how it fits into everything else and that you can bring language to it and that opens it up for somebody and they can kind of step into it and practice it and take it on there's nothing it's probably one of the most exhilarating and continues to be the one of the most exhilarating experiences i have of my life is watching people kind of learn develop and transform through it you know I, uh, thank you so much for sharing this origin story of yeah. uh, circling. Uh, it really opened up something for me. Mm. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. My privilege. Truly. <laughs>